A beautiful, beautiful day to everyone. Beautiful, beautiful day to everyone. It's Inspired with Q. How are you? It's pretty, it's pretty good rhyming today, huh? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Q. Thank you, Ashi, for joining me. The, this is brilliant. You're going to have to carry me a little bit today. I got, I got, got a lot of folks watching me today for some reason, so I'm sorry to be so dramatic, but I didn't get a chance to chat with you there on the on the intro there, but um, I know you got a lot of information for us today, and, um, and I can't wait to participate. Would you like to begin? Would you like to begin with a song? Always, it's always like um, setting up a monkey with a banana in his face, huh? Is that, it's like, just can't wait to just be out of tone, out of pitch, and just give people something. Uh, <laughs> See, it's just magical. Just magical. <laughs> Doug got, BBS got that to work. That's cool. Um, I want to... Th- and Doug, if you want to put her in, you can right now. I don't, I don't mind. It's it's a pretty song. All right.
All right. Um, incredible, incredible way to start. Let's see if we can keep going here. Come with me into the trees. We'll lay on the grass and let the hours pass. Take my hand. Come back to the land. Let's get away just for one day. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. Metropolis has nothing on this. You're breathing in fumes. I taste when we kiss. Take my hand. Come back to the land where everything's ours for a few hours. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. Let me hear you make decisions without your television. Let me hear you speaking just for me. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. And my love to you all. How would you like to begin, my dear, dear Asha? Well, thank you. In alignment once again. Today, I would like to title the show, actually the name of the song, and the song is I Wish You Were Here. And that is a song by Pink Floyd, which began as a just a band of brothers making music, and they were giving great, profound insights into the dark. And then when they hit it really big and became really popular, the corporations sort of held a, a grip over them and they started to lose their relationship as they went further into the corporate world. And the front man, Sid Barrett, suffered a mental breakdown. And Wish You Were Here, from my perspective, is really about wishing we all had our consciousness back, wishing we were back in our bodies, aware of who we are and the truth of reality. So today, I would like to bring more of the truth of reality in, and like you say, strip to the bone, let's get to the core of who we are. So what would you like to say about that? Good God. (laughs) Um, Beautiful. I, I just love proving how synchronicity works. And... You know, we we did work hard this week, <clears throat> but we didn't talk about any of these items, which is perfect when you use your heart for these shows. And um, those are brilliant times for me uh, examining music um, because the seventies <clears throat> were were really of the great the great war. So in the in the sixties, the Flower Child movement, if you will, if that's the title you want to give, was so powerful. The dark got really nervous. We almost we almost uh, broke this uh, wide open, and you know, obviously, the power, the light coming in. Uh, you saw the representation of the early '60s, uh, the Candy families and others. We almost got her done right there. <clears throat> Not to say we can't 
do it again. I'm just, we were really close to, to making this place a lot different, at least in the modern world. And what, what uh, Pink Floyd did was explain that they had broken through and they're trying to wave their hand and show everybody we can do it. And of course, Sid was an incredible uh, musician, uh, uh, incredible individual to arrange music. And then um, uh, the harmonics were designed to, to get you uplifted and get you more of your consciousness. So uh, getting really nice high fidelity equipment when you're playing their, their, their very romantic music <clears throat> is really helpful and uh it, it will it will help the enlightenment process and it lives on today it's still dynamic music even though it was that specific song you're talking about i believe it was made in 73 published in 75 so we've been listening to this music for 50 years and it's still relevant isn't it even more so now. And it's interesting that you're talking about the 60s because that was, it seems like a lot of how they counteracted the ascension that was happening so beautifully at that time was through LSD. And that's what is probably the downfall of Sid Barrett. Yeah. It, not only do you get the corporate attacks and all the dark people that are around the industrial, there's a lot of folks that want to say hi to us today <laughs> out here on the beach. Um, um, I, I guess I'm getting stripped down to the bone. Anyway, the um, the, the brilliance of of uh, that time um, is is a good good uh, mirror for us because you're you're seeing the waves of our evolution, and then the attacks on us and the waves. So if you could get a a, a bitmap, a picture of a thousand, two thousand years, you could actually see that it. The waves are now much more intense and they're closer together, but we're, we're doing basically the same thing when you say. Yes. We're digging in. We're going, Hey, something doesn't smell right. Let's, let's see if we can figure this out and, and we're doing our best. And, uh, and I love you all for listening today. Thank you. Thank you. Now, a lot of people probably know the lyrics, but uh, this verse is really important. So you think you can tell heaven from hell? Blue skies from pain. Can you tell a green field from a cold steel rail? A smile from a veil? Do you think you can tell? Now, a lot of people probably think they can tell. But when we look at what's happened over the past 90 years or more, uh, people are probably even today convinced that Gandhi and Mother Teresa are saints and Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi are tyrants or worse. And that's if that's what people believe, then they do not know heaven from hell. What do you say about that? A light subject matter. Huh. <laughs> this should go over well. I don't, I don't know what's worse, attack, attacking the Catholic Catholicism or, or putting down uh, Gandhi the rapist. I don't know. Which one should I do? I don't know. Um, you, so it, it's, it's really tough um, to imagine that we could be brainwashed and duped so comprehensively and it's it is a sad story but it's very positive too uh, when we do bring up items like this so we you know when you look at the the uh the so if we're going to prop someone up so dramatically in our lives 
you have to keep asking, why would we promote one personality over another, one individual? Why, why, why are we, as my song said, why are we looking at televisions, the screens, <clears throat> radio, another homing bird sending us another letter about the, the Russians are coming, the king is going to raid the other kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. You, you've got to recognize that if there's an agenda, there's an agenda. So it's going to be real tough to uh, recognize the Mother Teresa's world as uh, child traf- the, the initiation of massive child trafficking. It's, it's going to be tough that one of the administrators <clears throat> is going to be Gandhi. You're, you're going to have a tough time. I understand because they present themselves perfectly. But behind the scenes, behind that mask, there are other people. And this is not my job to ridicule and put down. It's just to make aware and, and to let you know that the suppleness of the human body is so diverse. And if we take greater care of our, our decision-making as a spirit, our consciousness, these bad thoughts, these poor thoughts. So as an example, Mother Teresa being a dark demon in there, that's what happens when you let your brain be controlled by some outside force. That's an exaggeration, obviously. That's where you're going if you don't take great care. And that, the, these machines are complementing that. So that's, that's what I'll stop there. But any, anything you want to continue with in that topic or otherwise, please. Thank you. And as you have mentioned, Mother Teresa was actually a man. Can you explain why they do that all around these big prominent positions? Right. You, you must realize these individuals are very, very, very intelligent and they have forecastable intelligence too. <clears throat> if you have the knowledge of how we process inf- information, you know what you can sell us. And so having a soft presentation, a female presentation, the masculinity isn't that isn't that big of a deal to me as it relates to how she looked how she was presented. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason it's important to me is that you can actually, um, if you if you wave your hands, if you, if you're just now getting your abilities back to read people and so forth, if you wave your hands in front of the imagery of an individual, you'll actually see the real individual in there, and it's not a human being. I'm sorry to inform you. Uh, it's it's not a it's it, it's not a being like you, like a light being. So anyway, if you wave your, your, your fingers in front of your eyes, you're going to see the real uh, being in that physical body. And what, why it's uh, masculine in this case is it, it wants to get more aggression and the feminine side doesn't allow as much, even though it's in a female body. So it's going to favor the, the masculine side so that it can be more aggressive. That's, that would be the short version. Thank you. Very interesting. Uh, people who are having difficulty with this information, I just wanted to put some practical things out there for you to con- consider. So 
Mother Teresa saw the worst suffering in Calcutta. She saw the worst human suffering probably possible. And she still opposed birth control. She still would not support that in any way, shape, or form, no matter how in poverty people were. And also she received millions upon millions upon millions of donations. And there was no betterment to the people she was treating. That money was not spent on those people. So you maybe consider that and come to your own conclusions. But if you research her more, you'll you'll see what she's tied to. She's There's many pictures of her with all the top Mossad in the world. Maybe not in the world, but that, that we know of. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, that's brilliant. And then, and you know, you're going to start, you're going to start seeing now what the holy wars were really about. And then, you know, it's competing for genetics and, or we don't want the good genetics to, to get too good. It would be the short version. And by the way, let's steal their energy while they're, while they're getting good. So we're getting better and so forth. So that's the very short version. And then let's harvest, uh, let's steal their energetics from them. And by the way, let's cut, let's make a couple of TV shows and steal their energetics while they're watching it, et cetera, et cetera, and get them to believe in false idols. Here, we're just, we can do this all day. Right. So, um, it's brilliant that you identified that. Can you tell me why you, you feel this information is important today? Yes, because the downfall of humanity has, from my perspective, been largely due to propaganda, which is giving the public misinformation that they feed on and make their decisions from and promote and support things that are to their own demise. So I would like to have people have a chance to maybe look over things that they used to believe and maybe come to their own conclusion instead of what they were told. Yeah, the best the best tool propaganda has, as you've heard me say a million times, is identity. So um, the, the brilliant, brilliant professor out of uh, NYU, I believe, um, who I think he got laid off for, for explaining how propaganda works. And, and I think he attacked COVID-19 and then, of course, gets laid off because he explained that his college, his own college is promoting propaganda around COVID. So, yeah. So having a COVID, excuse me, having a propaganda uh, uh, professorship is probably not the healthiest thing in the collegiate industry. <clears throat> but yeah, that's how it works. So I can, so if, if uh, propaganda is ancient, by the way, very, very old. And I'll just, I'll just look, I'll, I, I want to talk a little bit about how well it's worked over the last 2000 years when you go and create a drama and, and this is how naive we are, which is our power. And this is how good the dark is. They love that. We don't know how loving and graceful we are about not knowing anything because we don't need to know anything. We just need to play. They capitalize on that. So propaganda, the, the legacy propaganda would look maybe like this, as you've heard me say, Forgive me if it gets too windy. The uh, the homing pigeon shows up and says, "King David is coming, and we're going to take all of your sheep." And it's it is just a piece of paper. And so then, by the end of the day, the entire castle, thousands of people, are all worried about their sheep being stolen. All right. So you know who King David is. 
you know you have sheep, right? So wait a minute, how did you know who King David was? Well, somebody had to go and meet King David, whatever else. Now we do it instantly, obviously. You know, I, I realize I'm talking to a very educated uh, group of people here today. What, what I w- want to glean from this is that there's actually more to the story by just recognizing the propaganda. So if I can install propaganda, let's just say, I want to say Donald Trump is this or that and associate him with COVID somehow, make false homing pigeon messages, false videos, uh, make duplications of himself, make uh, CGI. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This is, this is, you're not going to know the difference if you can't discern information. What you get with that, once I get you believing, first of all, there's an identifier. There's a guy named Don. Okay. We, we think he looks like this, but do we feel what he's really like? Now, lots of people in life, um, tell me they hate Don Trump. And I said, well, have you met him? No. Then how do you know? Okay. So there's, there's the sub, here's the sub point. When we look at the opportunity for the dark is you're not going to know the difference. Easy to understand. Okay, fine. I've never met the guy. I don't know what he looks like. So what's being projected to me? What is being installed? What am I recording in my epigenetic recording system, which is, of course, the way we, we do things in this type of body? Now, what do I get to do with that now? I, I, there's a hundred different options now. I can associate uh, uh, a, a story to this identifier, this individual, and now I can manipulate this individual's every single move so when they wave their hand up as we talked about last few days and they say everything's wrong they'll say see he's a bad guy so you're stuck right there once your identify once your identifier is so fabulously famous um and and it's an endless story but this is exactly what happened to king solomon as well king solomon is trying to give you gold everyone and his kids had to help out because King Solomon was identified as a bad guy with an agenda, controlling the world with gold and social and political agendas, which was not true because they're all rumors and so forth. And then the kids tried to live the rest of their life delivering gold, and they were uh, martyred as well. And they're, they're, it's, it's the same thing over and over again to get us all on timelines that are not ours. I'll stop there. Forgive me for being so long-winded. It's always great. The more you go. Thank you. That was brilliant. And interestingly, King Solomon is back doing the same thing, wanting to give gold. And all the children of King Solomon are also wanting to give the gold. So uh, the light never gives up. And we are making a lot of headway now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, gold is very gaudy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can tell you right now, nobody wants to make towers out of gold. But they do they do send a message. They do, they do help out in some way is why don't we just share? Why don't we share the world's resources? Yes. And that's what's happening. It's unfolding very quickly now. Yeah, it it is getting real obvious that, um, you're, you know, it's you and I both have talked about, it's not my favorite topic. Um, 
regarding uh, finance and means of exchange and trade. But I, but I am a huge fan of, of exchanging energetics. Um, I gave you, I always, I always make a joke. I go, how much should I charge for enlightenment? <laughs> and, and, and even that is, is arrogant, right? Like, oh, so you're the one. Okay. Well, how do you measure anything as it relates to, um, you know, trading and bartering? You can't, you, it's just, what, what is it we, we really are working on and desire? And, and uh, fortunately and unfortunately, the, the people that engineered your uh, modern economic systems in the early 1900s, uh, I, like to, I like to give discredit to the, the, the one that in America did the most damage that doesn't get as much fame is probably J.P. Morgan. <clears throat> and I'm sure everyone's talked about the Morgans many times. But J.P. was really innovative at um, getting a, a distribution system around, you know, if you follow the Great, uh, great West Movement, that that you can tell that this was an organized event in in the 1800s. So you can't can't really point the finger at the guys that are puppeteering it now. And so the good news is they always knew it was going to go down. They knew we were going number one. They knew we were going to figure it out. Uh, number two it was designed and engineered to to go down. And so there's some great economists that already already know that, and that's why they don't talk that much about economy. Like, well, the thing was designed to fail. Well, the good news about your financial system failing is the good guys said, well, let's just catch their fall. Um, God, that's another song. Oh my gosh, I'm getting eaten alive by a bug. It's very larger than my head. Anyway, um, the... Uh, there is some drawbacks to getting stripped down to the boat in the woods. On the beach. <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, this, it's a great opportunity for a song, Catch My Fall, If I Should Stumble. Well, that's what the, the white hats are doing for you is they're, the, the dark hats had a beautiful little trick for you and you were going to reinvent your financial system and it's all been planned out they're going to get you on digital currency obviously and so the the white hats are coming around the backside and said let's let them do it let's let's see how far they can get and they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited and just let them play their hand and that's where you're at right now the bad guys have played their hand and that's why this has taken a little longer than you think, but it's working brilliantly because they don't have any more bullets to fire. It's all out in the open now. So that's why you, you might see some of these politics that are fake and might not be fake. And, and you, you can't really tell that, you know, obviously uh, the propaganda machine is counting on you not being able to figure this out and com- confusion, 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 misdirection. You, you really don't know who to believe anymore. One of my favorite songs, probably. <clears throat> I used to trust the media to tell me the truth. Tell us the truth. Anyway, great Queensryche song. Um, the, the opportunity for us to, is to look how obvious it is. Wouldn't you say, Asha, it's so obvious now that the light has played this out perfectly in my eyes. 
Yes, and I would really like to give you credit for that because you have patience beyond anyone I've ever come across and you're a big part of things going really well right now. I know you're not going to take that credit because you're so humble, but everyone listening, if you knew what the Custer has done for humanity and his ability to live outside of time and not rush anything and not push anything and not force anything and not propagandize anything, just allow things to unfold, it's inevitable the dark will get rid of themselves. So thank you for everything you've done. Thank you. And with that, I think all short school buses should be called the Keister. <laughs> I'm serious. It's the Keister. Yeah. Because we, we all know this. what we're calling special ed kids are actually the brilliant ones. We know that. Right. God, now where do we go? You just, you destroyed everyone's hero already. We touched on religion already just not going to work for us what do you we don't have any show topics left do we <laughs> we have so many yeah, and all I right on something you said so uh we know that jp morgan sort of put together the, the titanic and was going to have a meeting on the titanic and then the titanic went down and apparently took with it Everyone opposed, all the billionaires opposed to the Federal Reserve System. Now, what's interesting is I've come across three different articles from back then saying the Titanic went down, but everyone survived. So, again, propaganda. Who do you believe? Yeah. So, uh, Piermont Morgan, um, uh, let's touch on Piermont a little bit here. Um, so, the reason Piermont was successful is he sold a bill of goods on uh, the Industrial Revolution, why it's important. And <clears throat> If you actually look at the Hudson Bay Company, they're all related. So the indigenous tribes, the, the legacy tr people that lived in North America, the, one guy, well, one day a guy shows up and says, would you like to try some of my magic syrup whiskey? And would you like to see how a gun works? <clears throat> Why don't you go shoot buffaloes by the thousands, et cetera, et cetera. And what we're going to do is we're going to start the fur trade. And if you can get us a lot of minks, a lot of fur, a lot of beavers, we're going to make you blankets. Okay, so if you're out in the plains, the most valuable thing you would want is a wool blanket. So they tricked the Hudson Bay Company in alignment in years in the future with uh, Piermont. They made, they made um, uh, high production woven blankets in which you could measure the quality of the blanket based on the amount of felt you brought in. Okay. Trust me, Piermont Morgan, the gang, the Hudson Bay company does not want felts. They just want native Americans to get in line with the industrial revolution, which would be starting to get to trade with them. Cause originally it was very tough for the natives to trade with, uh, let's just call him the white man <clears throat> from the 1400s moving forward. So how do we get in bed with the, 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 this huge population of people in North America? So that's, that's why I'm always, I'm always um, promoting the industrial revolution as, as um, a several hundred year agenda. It's very important that our children learn that these guys worked on this for 500 years 
to get you a BMW today. That is a true story. And is the BMW worth it? <laughs> and worth what? Worth everything we've sacrificed for that. Right. I, you know, I watched the neighbor buy a brand new car. I go, what you say? We've made so many cars on this planet now, arguably product, efficient or not, but we've made so many things now on this planet. We should just be reusing them. I and that's, of course, that's why all the secondhand stores are just exploding in North America because we have too much stuff. If you'd quit throwing it away and quit recycling it and repurpose it, and, you know, we could. Again, we could beat this horse to death, but it's that was the goal is to make that industrial revolution, to make a false sense of revenue producing activity, false sense of worth, and by the way, be very good at it and you'll get rich. That the whole game is is rigged because you have been designed to go to work to get green pieces of paper with pyramids on it that you think are valuable because an engineered designed inflationary system was created. So you have to keep going and taxes get higher and your money gets worth less and houses cost more and houses cost more. And now you think you're rich because you sold your house for 5 million instead of the 35 grand you bought it for. And now you actually think you're good at this. You actually think you're good at managing money and your system, but the whole, the whole thing was engineered to trick you into believing you can actually create revenue off your neighbor. That's all it was about. Well said. And this brings us back to propaganda. So I'm going to read an Edward Bernays quote, which he is the father of modern propaganda. He says, those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Edward Bernays. Did you say demo? So this is a demo? <laughs> so the real one's coming, right? <laughs> Cratic. It's like the words are like sh- sh- shoving it in our face, just slapping us in the face. We should, we should catch up with this. Well, when did democratic become the overrule of the republic? Can you talk about that? Wow, we're going to go p- political today. I love it. Um, didn't see this coming. It, it does. It, it's quite obvious when you and and okay, Piermont and the gang are in 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 the mix here. You know, if you you know, we we believe it or not, when you look at uh, the book about, I, I deeply want to speak about this author, but I don't have permission. But when you do look at the the book around Jekyll Island, that that's the end of the story. Um. The beginning of the story is to get is to is to abduct the United States Constitution. So to really constantly examine it and its in its weight, because you can't do it day one. You do it over time. 
And so, well, maybe these guys have a good point. You know, we need to let the people make decisions. Well, let's let them. But we need to get organized and aligned in how we funnel the decision-making process. Well, you know, I don't actually believe in those guys' opinion over there, but these guys I do. And then eventually I need to give them a color, uh, a name, maybe a elephant and a mule. <laughs> uh, no, we need, come on. We need ego involved somehow, some way. So let's make teams. Your modern sports are an example of what, how propaganda manipulated ego and the way the mind is, uh, processes information. They're wrong. We're right. Well, let's make a committee. And that, that would be the Cliff Notes version of the beginning. Thank you. It's interesting that I know a lot of people who vote Democratic because they have an old image of JFK being a Democrat. So therefore, they're always going to be Democrat when it's changed so much since then. Would you like to share anything about that? Right. So when you get down to the end of the road here of uh, picking teams, if you're going to play in the game, you got to play in the game because it's it's very well developed now in the modern eras in the 1900s. It's now developed, right? So how are you going to represent the people in a system that was designed to control the people? So um, you can have any party you want in in your legislative system. How come only two have one out? That's my question. How come the Senate only has two parties? Can you explain that to me? So that they can make the people believe they're fighting for something when it's all. There you go. That's not my team. I'm on that team. So it's, it should be real easy to see now. And even the dark, know you're going to figure it out. So there'll be another system. They'll try and roll out. Remember, they're always 10, 20 years. And so what do you, what do you stand for? The, the goal is to make a funnel a hierarchical funnel that you can't get your word heard. That's all it's for. Look a lot bigger. Can you go and talk to the president of the United States of America and say, I'd like to, I'd like to do something different in my community. That's what it's designed to do. You can't do it. You can't talk to anybody and actually get anything done. That's what it's designed to do. But to get you to believe that the system works is always its fundamental um, backbone, wouldn't you say? I would say. I agree with you. Very well said. Yeah, I remember having, uh, I'll be careful here, not careful. Um, <laughs> I had a senator on the call with me one day, and Stuart Swerdlow was on the other line. I'll, I'll constantly promote Stuart for many reasons and slap his face next time I see him. But <clears throat> um, only he will know what that means. But um, we uh, both agreed that living on this planet in a hierarchical system is the most bizarre thing we have ever experienced. That you feel you, the man next to you has more voice than the, the other man. It's just, just the, that's what's so weird about this planet is title, ownership, time, and hierarchical control it's and that's why people call it a prison planet because you don't you you've adopted so many systems that that you that truly you inherited you grew up in and so now that's why to my own fault 
I say, let, let's just stop everything and start over. And that, that comes with, that might come with some, some opportunities <laughs> when, you know, you do not participate anymore. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a little outspoken on do whatever you want, <clears throat> but it seems like this is our time. Wouldn't you say, Asha? I would say, would you like to elaborate on what you've just mentioned? It's very interesting. Did you set up, set me up or did I set you up? <laughs> you set you up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just got nailed by myself. So what is it, what has occurred uh, the last several years? Um, you must recognize by now that um, there's a lot of opportunity for us because there's a lot of attention on us. And we have provided, all of us have provided our own solutions. And what that looks like in the universe is we, we ask for help, we're desiring help, and we, we get it. And we don't necessarily do it in a way for mercy or it's just a natural way we draw our powers into us here. We, 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 it's kind of like swimming and the wind and the waves and the tide get a little too strong. We're, we're able to um, create more power behind us when we're swimming now. And it doesn't come from the head. It comes from our natural innate abilities to just feel our next decision. Just know our next decision. That is tremendous statement for me compared to what we were like 20 or 30 years ago. We have far more capability of swimming now, is what I'm saying. If we get used to using a different stroke, if we would just swim with great care now, instead of reacting to the waves, Let's just swim the way it feels good. What do you say? Beautiful, beautiful advice. So would you say that those resources to swim are lifting us more buoyantly than before? Right. So now it should be like you're floating. So to access that, it's all through the heart once again. That's right. It should just be, it should be so lethargic now if, if you give it a chance. If you just kind of, if you kind of just work with observing yourself is the horsepower. So, uh, and that's why we kept talking about slowing it down. So if I slow things down, I get to see why I made decisions. Um, examine them a little bit, maybe. And then, and then just ask yourself, where did my decision come from? Especially when we're, we're reacting to so many other people, especially if we're going to use electronics. Why, why did you get on this radio show today, Asha? Because it's the most exciting thing to do, spend time with you and the people. Why is it exciting to you? Uh, it feels so good in my heart. It feels more live, more uh, a great adventure, um, able to share things that may be helpful. 
Do you mind if I ask you some more questions? <laughs> okay, go ahead. What is it that feels good though? Where does it, where does the feeling come from? From um, the very makeup of my spirit. My spirit is all about truth and revealing the truth under all circumstances to truth to me is life. Truth is if it's real, it's, it's alive. If it's not real, it's, it's diminishing. So it's always about truth. How about so you? W- w- yeah. So, and I'll answer your question. So when you first meet me, we start stimulating that dialogue together and then it grows and grows and grows. Correct. It grows rapidly, maybe mm, 20 times faster than alone for me. Right. So we're able to create this dialogue, this show, because we can't help ourselves now. Right. Right. Like we don't even, this doesn't even seem like work to me. How about you? So fun. So, and then your question is, why do I do this? Yes. I think I just answered it. I can't help. I just doesn't even, it's, it's just like ocean trek. I, I don't, I don't mind any of the jobs that take place on a boat because I know I'm serving somebody when they get on the boat, as an example. Or, you know, um, I don't know if I want to sweep the dead end street I live on, but, um, you know, somebody in my cul-de-sac will, right? And, and so I, I just love that about us. We're, we're going to participate somehow, some way, if we would just get used to the way we used to do it, and that is just the path of least resistance would that be your assessment that's a good way to put it and also it might be helpful for the people to realize that even though we love this more than anything it's a part of us it's not always easy so you have been mercilessly attacked and and killed a couple of times in the past couple of months and uh, protected all of us it you know it's it takes a lot of energy would you like to share anything about that the attacks are death. I have a poodle headed my way. Could anything could happen? <laughs> I'm at a, a community park, and I love seeing. The, it's interesting when we do the shows. Who shows up? And, and inevitably, all the people walking their dogs, they uh, they want to come want to come over. They're like, "What the hell is going on here?" The dogs want to leave their masters. I just love it. Um, cause they want, they want that dogs are so good at seeing energetics and like <clears throat> profound loving people, I would say. Um, I do not want to talk about the voluptuous attention we have, but it, it, it does, it does complement some of, uh, what we're doing too. So I don't want it to be. Uh, sensationalized. Um, in order to speak like I do, it's very important I'm not associated with anybody or anything. That that makes me autonomous. <clears throat> Anonymous, whatever word you like there. I can't talk about Area 51 if I'm associated with the military. I can't talk about my past experiences if I'm associated with the body of, of government. <clears throat> We're out on an island, and when we start making headway, this is what I want you to know. We're making headway, (laughs) and 
So what we're talking about here, week in and week out, it's stinging hard. We're really making a difference here. You all, as we all get chills through our body, you all are really walking the talk. And it's growing and growing and growing. Now, the Peter Piper here takes a couple slaps in the face. But I assure you, we are going to accomplish this big this big story about the absolute misdirection and garbage that's been fed to us about reincarnation. You are all multidimensional beings. You're all omnipresent in multiple times in real time. There's no such thing as time. The individuals that are doing their limitless to distract us from this, want it, and we have it. That's my great encouragement. The reincarnation model you've been sold, whichever clubhouse you live in, is complete garbage. You're all omnipresent beings of light as gods and goddesses. I hope that helps. That's very helpful. Thank you. And as we know our true essence, our true abilities, we don't have identity. It's way feel like we're stuck in one particular body that makes so much money and drives a certain car that we have identity. Therefore we have limitations. Would you like to share more about that? Well, that's what's making fun of Billy there indirectly gods and goddesses. Cause we're not really, it's just, we're, we're just so sound. We don't have sexuality. We don't have feminine and masculine side until you get into the body. It, it, it should be obvious now we're, we're just us. And then we go be something. Okay, so it's really important. I I was I was waiting one day to get a question about what's it like to be on the creation light ship. And the best I can do is it's like hanging out with Robin Williams every day. It's just constant it's just constant comedy. It's just constant laughing. It's constant um beautiful, peaceful, loving it's like you're laughing all day. It's like you're always even so I, the mermaid with you i you know we just sit there and laugh all day at the next thing we process as far as information and examination so that's what it's like when you're outside of these bodies you're just very free and so you're going to choose to favor a direction you don't you don't have the same emotional body as the is what you're on here but it it can it can be exasperate it can be exaggerated but you it's based on your choice without any without any deliberation it, it i don't know how to explain the english language the english language was is perfectly designed so i can't i suppose but love that word can't um you uh you're just so free you're like wind you're like water you're you're just beautiful, supple, free. I, there's just no other way to explain it. I hope that helps a little bit. So that's what it's like to be on the creation light ship. And then when you go and want to create more life, you are here. This is what you're doing. Hope that helps. Awesome, awesome definition, description, experience. Thank you so much. And as you were sharing, what what came to me was imagining that, let's say we all go to a costume party and we all put on these different outfits to play these different parts. 
Now, if we're at that costume party and, and let's say you're dressed as a cat and someone else is dressed as um, a shark or something, and they say, now all the cats have to kill the sharks. Well, it would be funny because it doesn't make any sense and you wouldn't do it because you're not attached to those identities. But if you were in the costumes for, let's say, 10 years and you start to have an identity about the costume, then the threat of you better kill all the sharks becomes much more real. So when you talk about the creation lightship, it feels like you're so above on top of the mountain watching this funny play that everything is is whimsical. It's just, you know, an experience. It's not real. Does that resonate at all? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the uh, dragons, I know, probably argue that. But anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Got to take a shot at a couple of folks here today. I'm going to take a couple shots today for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would say so. When we come in, maybe I should explain how that works. That's kind of fun too. I, I, so I, I'm so naive about a couple of things that I want to talk about today about your your perspective, everyone listening, uh, as what you're going through uh, regarding the awakening process. And I get, I, I forget or uh, don't understand the, the great feathering of ourselves into these bodies and how we grow into more of our capabilities and consciousness and knowledge, our, our universal knowledge. Um, believe it or not, having my implants, many people have these implants, having the implants taken out overnight and getting all of my abilities back was actually a detriment to the service I'm doing my best to provide you today, because I don't understand what it's like to go through the awakening process over a long duration of time. I don't know. Do you feel kind of the same way, Asha? Yes. Yeah. So we, we, the, so we watch our peers go, Oh my God, you can meditate. What is meditation? You know, and so I'm sorry, I'm making fun now, but, um, uh, okay, so we go from, you know, mind control meditation to, wait a minute, I'm a spirit to, I should get some crystals and read a book and put rainbows around my house and study chakras, chakras, whatever you were, and then um, learn about our, uh, our mer- Merkaba, Merkaba word. And now I'm at the pineal gland. Okay. What are you going to, here's our solution opportunity. What are you going to do with this information now? If you're nothing before you're, you're, you're nothing prior to being the body. Well, I'm now recognizing with everyone's help that that transition period that we're going through wasn't like that for me. And so when I come in and out of the body, I get to see all of you guys in your bodies held there where I'm coming and going constantly. I want to show you what that looks like. So when I come in the body, I actually see every single human on the planet and there's not as many as been advertised. And what I mean by that is the volume of light that is actually in a physical body based on population is not the numbers you've been told. Please don't make this a a down comment. It's I'm so when I come back in the body and have visuality to it, 
it's it might look like I, I put it I've done my best to put numbers it looks like about 150 times a second and some of you are doing it too but not to the degree in which you can remember you're doing it so that's why I can assure you your omnipresence is being captured okay so my omnipresence is not that's what I'm doing my best to explain to everybody and that's what I want to get rid of is this reincarnation, constructive karmic loop program that's installed in these types of bodies is now gone with your choice. So I can see you all being trapped here. Not everyone. I can see some of you channeling much information outside of here that's not authentic. It's from someone else. I talked to the Galactic Council of Federation of Purple Things and stuff, and it's not happening. I'm sorry. If you're channeling something, here's how it works. Outside of this realm, higher dimensional beings outside of here would never fill your heads full of anything. Yes, some of the information is quality, but the integrity that you have outside of here higher dimensional beings, that's you, you would never go to the anthill and tell the ants to think a certain way. That's why everybody who works with me says, how come you don't give me shortcuts? Because I'm not going to install your beliefs until you know what you want, what you want to be, and so forth. This is great encouragement is what I want to give you. So I can see all this. This is the service I provide you if there is such a thing. I, I can see how much of you are growing and growing and growing. And now, and that's the, that's one of the, maybe the benefits I provide. You're so strong now. The only thing that's stopping you is you. That's it. We we're, we've, we've taken care of business now. All you have to do as tiring as it is for me to say, is you only work on what does it feel like to make a decision in which I can really count on that is authentic without overthinking it, out over measuring it, without like being controlled by yourself when you do it. It's very tricky to explain until you get the muscle memory, so to speak, of doing it and dancing with yourself. Way too many words. I'm sorry, Asha. I hope that helps. That was so helpful. Thank you very much for sharing that in such detail. And just as an overview, uh, you are the only person I've ever come across who who has this perspective, which is one of the main reasons why anyone of a very, very higher, would you call it frequency or experience, would never channel, would never come into another person. Because what they know is we are all unlimited, infinite beings of so much power. We can do anything. And the excitement of coming into a let's call limited reality where we had to use our creativity to find a way to discover who we are, to to remember who we are, to learn how to reuse our abilities and create things. That is why we're here originally. So the higher beings knowing that would never interfere with why we're here or with the excitement, the whole purpose of going through this. They would never do that. and. You live by that. You never instill any beliefs. You never speed up someone's process that you can see they're 
on a deeper level enjoying, even if mentally they say, why don't you do this for me? Why don't you do that for me? So I want to thank you for your integrity and please elaborate on that if you can. Elaborate on what? <laughs> That's a lot. Um, <laughs> thank you for the attaboys. It's, I really just want to be a reminder of what we, how we function outside of here. Um, it's, it's just normal for us to flow just effortlessly, and it's all here now. This is a much different ascension cycle than 2,000 years ago. And yeah, this, this is uh, with great encouragement. Uh, I got a lot of attention, and we got a lot of attention this time. And it's not that we needed help, but we have so many vast relationships outside of this solar system, outside of this frequency band, outside of this dimension, that it was recognized that we do need help. It's, it's not that we're meager. We're not. It's that we collectively work as one and ask for a little more horsepower. That's it. This ascension cycle is very different. Don't pray to your son, even though your living being, your son, is going to recalibrate and reconfigure to you. Don't pray to anything outside yourself. I'm waiting for the sun to have a solar flash. Yeah, well, it, it will recalibrate and reconfigure like you, but you are of the light. That's why your, your planet is chasing a 12th dimensional uh, strand of source. Suns are completely designed to create life. Should make sense by now. You created a planet, you grow a planet, you sustain a planet. You are the reason this planet exists. That's how powerful you are. You actually feel you live on a planet, and when you wake up in the morning, the planet is here. That's how powerful you are. So be very optimistic. If, if you created a planet that you're standing on right now, what else can you create? Anything. That's right. And so it's, as you make fun of me saying it over and over again, you're the masters. You can finish the rest. And um, sorry, masters of limitation. Remember, <laughs> remember my running joke? Masters of limitation. You want to know if that was me or somebody else. So anyway, the masters of limitation have no limitation is the best I can do. Yes, thank you. And once this experience has uh, moved into a new experience, the elation of seeing how we did being masters of limitation and how we came out of that will be so exhilarating from my perspective. Yeah. I remember Jane and Billy asked me, so why do you do this? And, and I, it was, didn't even, couldn't even get the words out fast enough. Can you believe what we're doing? This is, this is unbelievable that you can go to A to Z in such a short period of time got to remember 2000 years that you're presumably measuring is only really 80 maybe 85 generations of humans and so if you look at the bad guys point of view they only have like 85 maybe 88 to 90 generations to get us 
Now they may, we could argue they're getting better at it, but th- that's not a lot of time. You got, you don't have a lot of time to, to catch up with us. So you got to get us to believe in duality again, the next ascension cycle, somehow, some way, or re-inherit something left over. Very difficult to do. So when, when you went through the ascension cycle last time, you were perfectly free. Don't ever forget that. So when you go through ascension cycle and you stay on that, so let's, let's use, this is a very dualistic planet. It's a very dark planet that has the potential to be hundred percent light again. So it got abducted by the dark. It's faking, it's duplicating the light in a dark model. So when you come back here, there's a remnance within this realm, which we're going to call planet Earth today, but just call it a realm. So you have this, so in the recycling system, it looks like you're coming back to what you know of the comfy shoe, but you're actually being tricked because you're not leaving here. So you're, you're all trapped in here. And this is the first time you can get out of here. And what I mean, it's not really a there or here. It's your knowledge of what this place is, has been taken away from you. So you believe this is a planet that looks like this, acts like this, does this because you, that's your comfy shoe. That's all gone now, all gone. And so if you want to stay on this planet and make it a free planet, it will be. If you want to keep being on this planet and making drama and darkness, you can do that too. It's completely neutral right now. That's my best I can do for you. And if you choose to leave, you can now. That's my great encouragement. I just don't know why bugs have to have blue, green, brown. I mean, this is part of life, right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very, very wild. Colorful bugs. Even the bugs have a fun experience. They're really kind. They're just kind of, kind of intrusive. It's just, hi. I talk to all the bugs all the time. These ones seem to want to talk to me. I like that. Okay, fine. I'm not going to be goofy today. I'm not going to be, I'm just going to be very serious. <laughs> oh, good luck. Would you like to share about the holographic reality, which you just sort of did? Was this on your plate today? This is where we're going? Oh, it's a direction we can go if it's interesting to you. So, again, that word is so limited because we've been we've been taught that there's a projector um so again again uh you did a brilliant job of course to marry the the ultimate story here uh again the reason carl sagan is not with us anymore is because he could give you a model about uh, quantum physics in a in a way that we could all digest it translate it for ourselves so we can understand uh, quantification of a green bug <laughs> creativity. And what, what I mean by that is if you can see it in your mind's eye through your heart is what quantum physics really is. So, if Carl was here today, what 
Uh, th- this is why you cannot measure quantum physics. You're going to end up at, I guarantee you, all the scientists in the world, all the great, brilliant scientists will agree with me in one thing and one thing only. I, pref- I, I will not talk in their language in regarding measurement and quantification of the universe. The agenda around metrics and mathematical equations of quantification of existence are all flawed because there's an attempt to measure it. So you cannot measure a universe. Shape, size, scale, speed, you cannot do it. It's impossible to do it because all of source is constantly creating more quantification of its existence. So you can't actually give your universe a shape, as an example. But this is one thing you can quantify, and that is when you go and dream, you are creating a quantifiable location, duration, etc., etc. You're looking out into your creative force, and guess what? Just take your finger from the middle of your forehead and go dream out to wherever it is you want to dream to and take your finger and put it right back on your forehead. That is quantum physics. You're creating the existence that you have. Do not like the terms holographic per se because you've dreamed and continue to dream the existence that you're in. And you're either sustaining it or you're doing something else being controlled by the existence that you all created together, collectively. It's brilliant. That's why it's so easy to fix a planet like this if you think it's broken. Because you think it's broken. So you're just going to go create an unbroken one. It's endless what you're going to do based on your next choice. Now, are you going to do it collectively? Or are you going to do it reactively, spastically? it's It's everyone's choice, obviously better people than me to philosophize. But that's how I see quantum physics and or what you're calling holographic illusion. You're all dreaming. You're you. That's the best I can do to make do with you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I told you I was not going to be good. <laughs> I told you you couldn't do it. <laughs> and I can't. I can't do it. And it's so fun and it's so brilliantly fun. I mean, it's, I just can't wait to see you guys are going to be blown away. It's, it's, it's unbelievable end of the story here, folks, but you got to stay on the treadmill here now, but the end of this story is fantastic. I assure you. Thank you. Great assurance. Bringing up Carl Sagan. He once said, we are away for the cosmos to know itself. And it's very much what you just said. So my question to you is, is there anything really solid? Um, define solid. Mass. Uh, okay. Um, perception of solidity would be my answer. Perfect. Is that sort of a hologram? Okay, is that sort of something? 
You can't do that to me. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Is that sort of something? I could, I'm sort of think that thing really hurt me when the hammer hit me on the head, right? So it sort of is solid because that really hurt when you hit me with the hammer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's difficult. So again, you can't measure, you know, I use tuning your frequency bands like a radio. I suppose we could look at frequency as, um, a, a way to to look at density, but I, you, there's just nothing solid. No, you're okay. you're correct. Perfect. Thank you. Now you have often said to many people, nothing exists behind that door. Would you like to describe that more? Explain it more. This is a good show today. I think it's always great. This is incredible that you set me up like this i love it yeah it's very important that i get to speak like this because obviously um no one else is going to tell you this information and be associated with anybody it's it's not about uh, my ego it it's just we we have to use this material with great care now because it it it's quite a big change to recognize that when you turn around everything behind you did was not there until you turned around um, everything that is living behind you believes, knows it is living too. And because you're so powerful, it's participating with you. So if we go in a field, middle of a field, and there's nothing but a hundred, hundred yards of, of grass, every direction, and you close your eyes, can you still hear the grass swaying in the wind? Yeah. Well, that's how, that's how quick you are at creating your universe. So you're so fast at creating a universe, you can't see the delta between the creation you've just made. That's the service I want to be to you. I can, because I'm coming and going. Trust me, this is how it works. If you can feel this information, you'll know it, you'll know it, you'll know it, and you'll remember. Because you've come in and out of existence so many times, you're going to remember it. Only feel what I'm saying. Take away from what, what you believe, what you hear me say. Make it what you know. Don't, don't believe anything I say. Just feel the information. When you close your eyes in that field, the grass is also a living being now, isn't it? And you know you're in a field of grass. So now you have a living being living on a living thing, earth, participating together. That's how it works. You're surrounded by source every second of every day with living things. To your point, Asha, nothing is solid. It's all living. Is that, a, is that a good place to stop? It's a good place to begin as well. So it's all consciousness. It's all creativity. It's all our life force playing. Is that what you would say too? I just had to turn around to make sure the grass was still behind me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
It is. It's just a magical dance. And so when you gather yourself up and get out of your head, it moves really fluently. And we, we talked about how delineation time is going to start impacting you. You're going to have really long days and really short years. Why is that? Because there's no such thing as time. So you're, you're, you're going to watch your days get super long. And don't worry about light and darkness. Don't worry about that. But your years are going to go fast. Now, why do you suppose that is, Asha? That's right. And you're doing it. You're the one doing it because you're taking greater care of how you participate with it. But the people measuring time are, they keep measuring time. You're not. So it's very, very valuable information there if you can is we're, are we counting the calendar or is it being imposed on us? I think we're coming up to uh, another fake holiday around Satan, but do we believe that it's, do we believe it's December or are we making it December? Does that make sense? It does. And if we're going to talk about measurement, uh, because it's all black magic. It's not real. It doesn't exist. As you've explained so beautifully, it's infinite and always expanding. So the measurement is really what keeps us here. And we could say measurement only exists in our mind because we believe it. So time is simply, uh, as Errol said, an arbitrary measurement of the motion of objects through space. And distance between a being and an object is viewed as space. So that's none of that is real. It's all a measurement. And again, measurement is something imposed on us. Would you like to share about that? Has Ariel ever been right about anything? <laughs> or everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's our great gift is to prove our days are longer, that our years are shorter, because we keep measuring the duration based on the calendar system, a watch, a, an iPhone, whatever. The reason the average age of people's existence in North America is 82, 83, whatever it is, and, and dropping um, is to install, obviously, that governor on us. Um, so I assure you, this type of human easily could live to 200 years. And there are people on your planet that are 400 years old. Now, why is that? Well, epigenetics has a lot to do with it. Don't get me wrong. So it's a lot to overcome the epigenetic recording system here. Yet, um, not, not working with time, schedule, commitment, and it, and it challenges me. You know, I asked somebody to do something for me this week I needed help with, and I recognize I'm cutting in line with their, their creative force. Although it was part of their creative force because they said they wanted to be a part of my creative force. So it, it's a little tricky there. And so anytime we can talk about timelines in that relationship, I, I always I love that. The, uh, the example I want to give is when someone says they really like your idea, I want to participate in it. We get involved in the idea of participation and components and compartments of the participation aren't exactly our highest excitement. 
but my idea of the excitement, I really want to mow the lawn, but I don't have any uh, fuel for my lawnmower. And you really want me to have a nice lawn too. How do we get fuel? Some of that gets confusing for us. And don't doubt it as it relates to time. You know, I don't feel like going and getting fuel right now. It's okay to let things sit there and not get done. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing my best to explain. Why does everything need to be done right now? Because that's what you're used to. Everything is to be in order. You need to look a certain way, etc. So a lot of things that could go along with that. But do they really when nothing else matters? They really don't. And you and your life will actually be flowing more if you kind of lose control without losing control. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Thank you. And you have taught me that so well. And Ron Amatron as well. And I may have mentioned this before, but before I leave my house, no matter how in a hurry I might be, I will do the head to heart drop so that I'm in my heart, creating from my heart everywhere I go. And it's, I meet the most wonderful people and everyone lets me in on the road and I truly make the green lights. Now, if I'm ever in my head thinking about something and forget to do that, it's a whole different experience. And that's really what you've been describing. Yeah. And and that's why people are so successful in these systems here, money, uh, finance, ownership, title is because this is a mind control planet. You know, that's what I hope to give everybody is I have my memories outside of here is what I'm doing my best to not make sensationalized. I know what it's like to live in a different body. I know what it's like to live on other planets. This is a mind control planet. The reason you're so successful at building these incredible industrial cities is because you've been mind controlled. You've been channeled biblically, you've been channeled financially, you've been channeled socially. Uh, <clears throat> it's a mechanical engineering masterpiece by the dark to get you to believe in these words. The alphabet, the alpha bet, doesn't it say it all? <laughs> yeah. To, to get indoctrinated into a collegiate system, to get you to believe that the most profound profound profession you can be as a doctor or a lawyer to fight for that cause and the belief system that's indoctrinated around it. It's, it's beautifully done. You have to admit, but it's not, it is not us. I hope that helps a little bit. It's very helpful. So are you saying that the experience that you've just described is really all from us using our head to create. And if we don't want to be a part of that experience, we simply create from our heart and we will have an entirely different reality. That's correct. And, and I am constantly working with people to judge me on this. How do we make it so it's more uh, easily translatable? And it goes back to uh, me doing a better job of of not recognizing that that this transition for many people takes takes years and years and years where it only took me overnight um, 
because I, I was harbored by uh, the industrial military complex or others, certainly you know, we need, we, we have an opportunity now to use that um, tool and just, just let's break it down as much as we can. Um, I uh, hang out with kids sometimes and you ask them to go skipping down the road with them and they instantly start skipping without a care in the world, do they? Is that, is that a fair statement? When you, you ask a kid, let's go skip, what do they do? Exactly. And yeah, when you get on, you want to go to the swing set? They, they go, well, yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm really good at it. Yeah. And you're, you're a big fat adult and there's no way you can swing like me. And, and so I, I start studying that emotional body that's in the kid versus the adult. And I'm like, okay, so how do they have it? And the adults don't have it. And it instantly it's about uh, requirements for survival and responsibilities and so forth. Okay. So where's the glue? You know, when we listen to Lucina Cole Evans or others, how do they, when they do Tai Chi, how do they get back there and stay there and bring it into their life? And the best I can do so far where I'm left off with the English language is that muscle memory, the more you go on the swing set, feel the ebb and flow of, of your spirit, uh, just doing something that's fun. It doesn't have any time boundaries to it, rowing a boat, whatever. Um, now go participate others with it, but do it in a way in which it's super exaggerated. Make, make all your conversations slow is my suggestion. And we've, we've done this a lot and we've talked about it a lot, but it actually, it really works now. I probably wouldn't have said that 20 years ago if we want to give it a measurement. Now it actually does work. You can actually see the fragments of time folding around each other in the way you're directing it. So I'll give you a quick exercise. If you go outside, it's your outside. You can do it inside if you want. You're, you're fading a little bit. I think the wind has got your voice. How about now? That's much better. Thank you. Okay, so here, here's a quick exercise. It's better to do it outside, but you can do it inside. If you do live on a residential street, what you can do is you can be in your front yard, and let's assume you're straight, your street's straight. Look down the end of your street, and we'll, if it's a residential street, there'll be four or five, ten homes, whatever it is, and just kind of gloss your eyes over, and then move your head 180 degrees. So let's say you're facing your street and you point your head all the way to the left. So you're going to do a 180 degree view. It's great. Anywhere in nature, you'll be able to do this. In the house, it gets a little trickier. I'll explain that in a second. So now we're just going to pan our head 100 degrees super slow to make it have it take about a 30 seconds to spin your head from the left side of your shoulder to all the way to the right. Right now, keep going. Keep going if you're in your house. Keep going. And you should be able to see 
the frames of your existence being created by you because you're you're not thinking you're not processing any information you're just looking okay that's that's the that's the tool i'm giving you today is just look you're not doing anything regarding thought you're just spinning your head for 30 seconds 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 three, two, one, and you'll recognize that you are watching a movie that you created and you will look like to you, you'll look like you're floating and your vision will actually come from the back of your head, not from your eyes. All right. Now, if you're indoors, the reason this is trickier is because you're quite convinced you're in your home. You're in a building. When you're in nature, Every one of those individual items, trees, bushes, and so forth, they're doing the same in real time. They've slowed everything down and are observing everything as slow as possible. What you're going to see when you're in nature, it'll all look like it's moving and floating. The trees will look like they're floating, the grass. Everything now should look like an, almost like a a floating landscape now that's that's your powers coming into you so your floating landscape so i have people that i talk to regular basis they're watching the sun dance in front of them they're watching fire they're watching their fireplace the flames dance with them with their moods and ebbs and their music so that's what i'm doing my best to explain you're going to do that now in your life if you just Pay a little less attention to anything, but observe your life now and just watch it and then choose where you want to go play. I hope that helps. That was phenomenal. Thank you. I love those exercises. And I have noticed that, you know, spinning, when I spin counterclockwise really fast 33 times and you stop, there's a similar thing that happens where everything's in, in like frames going by really, really fast. And, and it looks, the whole world starts to look very, very different. And you start to feel very removed and connected in a different way. Have you experienced that as well? I think we're going to need to get you checked. <laughs> Who's going to check me? <laughs> Is that why they call it 33 degree masons? No, not at all. Oh my gosh. It's almost like they knew something there, huh? Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm not able to do it because I do leave the body. And I'll assume most people are like that too. And that's why, you know, I, I challenge Lucia Nicole Evans when they, when she's at her dojo, she, she's taught, taught me lessons on how to stay in the body. And um, for me, I realized it, it's tricky business. But when I first started watching others do it, it's really, really, really valuable. To, to proof, to really proof that your spirit is just here temporarily in this body is, is just a, a part-time inhabitant of you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. And that's also more me- muscle memory about just playing. You're, you're, you should also lose a lot of pain in your body. So once you get lighter like that, I'll assume that's one of the reasons you do it. You lose joint pain, you lose 
you know, assuming you're you're putting you're filling your body with high quality uh, water and so forth, most of your pain should go away when you do that. Is is that a fair statement when you do it? Uh, I actually don't ever have pain unless I'm getting attacked by the bad guys. So I do it because it's so fun. But you can see how it would heal you, though. I, I assume. Uh, it it does seem to bring in more light for me because that's my intention when I do it. Yeah, what I'm getting at is that's the natural uh, re- that's our natural recalibration to our body process. So you can recalibrate your body many different ways. This is not exclusive, uh, but that one is really, really fun. Um, my favorite, my favorite one to do with kids on a soccer field or baseball field is have them put a I'm sure all the athletic excuse me all the athletic guys are already know this one, but have uh, have your kids go out in the middle of the field and give them a baseball bat and have them put the baseball bat on the on the ground, the head of it on the ground, and then the, the stem of it facing up, and then have them put their forehead on it and have them three times in a circle and then make them run down the field. It's the most fun you can ever have being a coach. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> obviously they can't run straight. Well, are they dizzy or are they not in their body as much? will be the question. So you, some of the kids can run after they get done spinning around the baseball bat. And some can't. Very interesting. Uh, I don't want everyone to go get sick doing this and get in, fall down on cement surfaces and so forth. But it actually is proof that you're coming and going from your body. So it is a fun little exercise. Boy, I'm going to take some heat on this one. Hi, my name's Barbara. And... By the way, my kid has a black eye. And <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's real. It's real good proof. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did that. Glad you explained that. Can you explain why some children could run, and some children get dizzy? Because they're they're more grounded, and or too grounded. Right. Yeah. And they probably have a cell phone in their back pocket. Right. Nothing there to ground. Womp, womp, womp. Um, what was the best? What was the best? Um, what was the best talk show of the 70s? 70s. I have no idea. Laughing? Oh, I love laughing. That one was up there. That was in there. Um, what do you want to play with the rest of the day? I have a question about uh, the original Earth was 100% light. We were all 100% light beings. And now you mentioned today we're in a dark Earth. So is there a difference or can you explain a difference between how we created on the universe of light Earth and the dark Earth? What's the difference? Yeah, it's not a it's not a fair statement today. Uh, it's just a summation. Forgive me. Um, when um, I'm going to have to go a little ways here. Is that okay? Of 
course. When um, you asked me a while ago, does the devil exist or did we create the devil into our reality? So let's, let's make it real, real simple. If we dream of a dualistic item, let's just say, let's dream there's going to be such thing as a rain cloud, a dark cloud. I've used this one quote too many times probably, but um, do we want to participate with the rain and dark cloud? We know, it, we, know we can dream it. We know we can create it. Do we, do we want it in our existence today? Not today, but maybe tomorrow, but it still exists. So collectively, we all know there's a dark cloud. Um, once we all created that dark cloud, well, one of us is going to go play with it because, because we've spread out and we're vast participants in your universe. So some, some of us is going to play with the dark cloud, and some of us are going to also say, I'd like, I'd like 100 of these dark clouds. Because I, I really like dark clouds. I really like rain. I really like storms and so forth. And forgive me if this is redundant information for me. And then I've decided to uh, carry that on into life and or what we're calling duality. So the devil does not exist in this example, is what I'm getting to, unless we go participate with it. Uh, so when many people are getting attacked, the, ta- the attack, uh, the interdimensional tax attacks we get are um, us uh, reacting just like when the bug lands on my body today, I swat it off. If we didn't swat it off, would I get attacked by the bug? Not that I got attacked by the bug, but you, you kind of see my point. With a planet, it's exactly the same, except it's our knowledge that we're on a planet. It's our planet. The planet is acknowledging that it's a planet, a living being. And when you believe in, you're dreaming that you want storm clouds, they're going to show up. And with that, um, comes the gross participation on your planet. So now let's carry it through time. And now we believe that we need aircraft carriers and battleships and so forth. And that that opposition across the ocean that we believe in exists, propaganda in this case, in many cases, that grows too. So that rain cloud is now turned into um, wars in that model and doing my best to keep it really clean here and simplified. So the more you believe in duality, the more it exists. So over the course of time um, and the legacy of a planet, it only believes what you believe. And it wants to be a participant with you. Now, this planet's unique because it threw in the towel a while ago, and so now you're, sustain, you're sustaining it. Very long story. As the planet, you know and love this planet so much, it exists, as an example. 
very, very short version, obviously, that your existence with duality is because you keep sustaining it. That's how it works. I hope that helps. Very helpful, as always. Thank you. Is it fair to say there is an experience we can have where we are sitting in a field creating the grass? And there's also an experience where we're interacting with the dark. So the aliens are creating the grass for us so that they can have a program we're running in that grass. There's a lot of ways to trick us, wouldn't you say? Yes. My, my great, my, I have several topics that I'm very passionate about, and that is to, 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 to align us with our, our knowledge back, our natural knowledge. Um, number one. Number two, to make sure we understand a presence capable. And, and three, that exact point is how is it that our power it appears to be our weakness? And that is how naive we are. That is actually our power. To be a butterfly is your power. And so the individuals that uh, I, I take on every day, for all of us, these are aliens, they are not happy about this exact subject matter. We are being duped into not knowing that we are creating everything you're seeing right here. And it's instantly understood when you're not out of here. It's great pleasure to get to do this. It's a great honor to get to do this. It's now our time. Can, we can figure this out. The timelines that are being constructed is our opportunity to change what we want. That's the best I have. I'm sorry to be so long-winded about the same subject. No, it's, it's really important because people do have difficulty um, really feeling into what this really means and what it's about. So if it's all right, I may I ask you another question about it. Go nuts. I mean bonkers. I mean <laughs> wacko. <laughs> okay. So I know a lot of things have changed in the past even 10 years. There was a time when Ron Amatron was saying that, so we're in uh, a generated reality that the aliens have put us in and they have put even an energy pack on our back um, Mm -hmm. so that we can perpetuate the reality they want us to be in. And he did say in 2018 that he freed us from that the energy pack was released. So a lot of us were going to feel exhausted because we had to generate our own energy to create our own experience. I'll stop there. Would you like to comment on that? hundred percent true. So basically um, in that sequence of events, what it looks like on our side is we get me freed up in 2017, exactly when the Q posts start and we get the implants out of me. We get special force healthy. Um, uh, Ron and I basically go high five white guy. He gets out of here and I take over. And so this is my true job. And that is to be the catalyst for awareness and knowledge. Uninhibited. Whoever will listen. Uh, This is how it works. Like it or not, take it or leave it. That is exactly what's happened. This is a different place for you now. Why is there a plane going overhead, Q? 
good question. I'll have to get rid of that one. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it is way different now. And <clears throat> let, me, let me look at what the, here's what the aliens look like from their point of view. They don't know what we're going to do next. They're very, very confused. And yes, they've engineered the legacy realities we've observed, but they don't, they have no clue what to do now. They are scattered. Yes, I know many of you have the capability to go fight with these, these beings and you see them interacting with you at the grocery store and so forth. You can see that they've inherited body types in your reality. But you, you, you can see now how you can remove them and identify them very easily now. Talk to many people now. They're confused and have no direction. The only thing they have is the metrics of the legacy. So if you believe in, in uh, measurement devices, the models of, 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 of wealth and so forth, that's the only. Th- that's an example of the only thing they have. They they do not participate in nature. They can't. They don't have anything rigid, low frequency to participate. You're now capable of living at a. The the, the woo woo club has called it fourth and fifth dimension. To remove those numbers, you're able to have a higher degree of dimension. And so. Anyway, I'm I'm fresh meat. I'm fresh off the uh, the the uh, the uh, secondhand bench, I guess. <laughs> and Ron, we're gone. Ron gets to go on vacation. It's a running joke. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's going on. That's how we do it. This is the end of the ascension cycle. You're super powerful, is what I'm I'm gleaning. That's what I'm doing my best to explain. And we just need to practice and practice and get better at it. That's all. Thank you. Excellent. So just to uh, cover it from one different avenue. So we used to sit in a field and create the grass. And we turn around and we create flowers. And then the aliens hijacked our energy and they superimposed a creation with our energy to get us on a program. Stop, stop there. Hang on, hang on. Stop right there. So I don't lose this. How did they do it? They tricked us with propaganda. <laughs> uh, what kind of propaganda? The propaganda that, uh, for example, a child, here's a puppy, come with me. The deadliest trap ever. With thought. That is their tool. Deadliest trap ever laid. Deadliest trap ever laid is getting you to believe your thinking, not knowing. And and finally I found that I belong here. I surrender. Makes sense. The ultimate propaganda that you're not knowing, you're, you're thinking. That's the, that's the game. That's the game. It's all over. Does that make sense? It does. Please describe it a bit more for people. 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's you know enjoy the silence. You know, maybe maybe we just do a whole show of Depeche Mode today. I don't I don't know. Um, the uh, I know we're getting close on time here, but it's just stop. That's the best I can do. Just stop. Erase the slate. Teach yourself to stop thinking. If you can stop thinking, you are well on your way. That's the only thing I can do for you is suggest stop thinking in these bodies. And then the rest backfills and produces the translator that your mind was designed to be. Your thinking backwards, everyone, would be my assessment of timelines that are not yours. I hope that helps. Be a good person, of course. But you don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to talk to mom seven times a day. You don't. Look what happens when mom calls seven times a day and you feel obligation from your mind. Ego, the past, the past, the past. What does it feel like when you don't pick up the phone? Guilty. That's not you. That is the alien abduction process. Those emotions are not yours. You can watch and observe emotions, but they're not yours. I guarantee you. They're all gone once they're gone. Mom has got to learn to not be abducted. You don't need to call mom seven times a day, right? Being facetious. <clears throat> that's how it works. This is, look for real simple uh, ideas and suggestions and uh, examples we all have dealt with. You don't have to pick up the phone, everyone. You can just be free now is what I'm suggesting. I hope that helps. Thank you for all of your beautiful insights. Should we go to Mother's Day this year? I don't know if I want to go to Mother's Day. We should have, I, don't, I don't even like my mother. Jesus. <clears throat> I'm the only one who can say Jesus, by the way. <laughs> so if you're going to swear, I mean, I can use my own swear words. Jesus Christ. That's a great swear word. It's beautiful. What if we do, should we do a Christmas special? Absolutely. Okay, you know what my Christmas special is going to be? I'm not doing a show. How about that? Everybody has to go go blank for an hour. No, we have to do something, though. We have to do something fun. Um, <clears throat> should we take a little break before the next show, or what do you want to do? You must yes. have another thousand questions. I do, of course. And I have uh, a Carl Sagan quote that I would like to end with. Thank gosh. Here he is. Somewhere. Something incredible is waiting to be known. Thank you, Carl Sagan. Thank you, Keister. Beautiful show. You're on to me. I am. Um, I'm just so so honored to be um, participating with you, and I'm so honored to uh, be in alignment with you and and to have your faith. Um. Um, I want to make sure everyone uh, is aware of how conscious translation works. And Asha is an example of what happens when you get your abilities back. In Asha's case, um, she has the ability to see all truth. Uh, she's masterful at this. Uh, 
she is designed for it. It's her unbelievable, endless passion to proof all information, especially me. She would not do this if this is garbage. I hope you all have an incredible, incredible time playing with yourselves in this great magical opportunity we're all unveiling right now. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you, Asha. Thank you, Kister. Blessings, everyone.